Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to the Wildcast Studios for the playoff episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, who made it to Halifax in a snowstorm, luckily made it back to us with no snowstorm, Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you? Let me just say, Adam, I'm doing a lot better than <laughs> anyone out there who attempted to purchase Morgan Wallen tickets. Yeah, I bet that was fun. Uh, First well, of all, I really don't know who that is, but I well, know I know who he is, but I don't know like a lot of his songs. Let me just say that he's probably one of the top um, singers, uh, I, I would say country music singers yep. uh, in the entire world right now. <laughs> it's funny when you, shared, when you said that to me, I was like... Who is he? And you're like, he's the biggest country star. He texted. And I'm like, I thought that was Luke Combs. Yeah. Well, I thought Luke, Luke Combs was the biggest. Luke Combs is, I mean, he's good too, but Morgan Wallen is just uh, progressed. Next level. Yeah. yeah, he's next level. He's His songs, you can tell that they're, that they're you know, written by him and, you know, the, the, you can feel the the passion in, in, yeah. in the lyrics. And um, honestly, no, like three months ago when YQM announced their you know, their lineup for the Friday and Saturday, you can get, you could get a, you know, a two day weekend pass for, I don't know, let's say the $199. Right. Okay. That would cover your Friday and your Saturday. Well, they went and changed. Now they've got a Thursday show with Morgan Wallen and the tickets went on sale Monday morning at 10 and within an hour, Tier one was sold out. Tier two was sold out, and now they're selling tier three. So if you were too late getting on and you missed out on tier one and tier two, you're now paying three hundred and fifty dollars oh. just to get the Thursday show added. So that's at the end of the day on top of one hundred ninety nine dollars. On top of the one hundred ninety nine. So some people oh. are paying, you know, six hundred dollars. Uh, it's like they're taking their ticket learning from the Wildcats and Ticketmaster. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you announce all three and put it in a three-day package? Well, like, that just seems kind of scheming. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I had heard a rumor that, you know, there was going to be an act announced for either in this area Yeah, that was going to be a $3.5 million paycheck to the performer. And my first guess was maybe Garth Brooks on the hill. Because Garth Brooks, you know, he fills up, you know, the whatever the rink is in Edmonton like crazy. He fills Rogers, up. Gillette Stadium. Yeah. He just did a stadium tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He fills up those pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and you've got to think that, you know, he costs a pretty penny to get to, get to town. And uh, lo and behold, it's Morgan Wallen getting a $3.5 million check. To show up for one night. To show up to Moncton. And um, now we know why they're charging, you know, $300, $400 to get a ticket to this extra show because they've got to somehow recuperate that uh, yeah, that money. Yeah, and but people will pay for it because... People are going to pay for it. You yeah, know, like Tier from, 1 sold out, Tier 2 is already sold out. Now you're paying Tier 3. Well, when that came, when that came up, like when, when that was announced and, and you were... You and uh, you and Chris had some sources that were mm-hmm. pretty bang on, but yeah. if I didn't know you guys, a my life would be sad. <laughs> B, 
I would have been able to know who was coming because my Instagram stories was YQM, 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 which is what you do. You like and you share. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh. This, this guy pretty, seems. A, this guy seems to be a pretty big deal. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty big, and so I mean, at this point, I don't I don't have a weekend pass. So if I want to go to this concert and go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I've got to find myself six hundred dollars to go, and that doesn't include you know my drinks or my food. And, you actually just and, have to find yourself three hundred Megan can find her own money. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah. and then you got to find a divorce lawyer. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go without her. I'm not no, gonna, no, no. I'm not going to go alone, right? Yeah. But yeah. It's um, no, like it would literally be six hundred dollars per person, and because, that's what you paid. Is that what you paid for um, Cavendish? Cavendish. It was six twenty-five for two of us for three days. For three days. And you need to find six hundred dollars for one show. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. It's it's just there's absolutely... a lot of bands I will pay three hundred dollars yeah. for and. Or there's not a lot of bands I would pay $300 for that. Now, if there's certain rumors where there's there's a certain couple boy bands that mm-hmm. maybe putting something together in a stadium tour, 100%. I'm yeah. at six. I'm at $300 a ticket mm-hmm. to see uh, sync and the Backstreet Boys, provided it's all five. But, yeah, that's uh, that. it just kind of seems like when you were talking about, like, kind of shady. Like, of the three guys, Morgan Wallen um, – Thomas Rhett and Keith Urban. I know Keith Urban, mm-hmm. and I might be able to name you five songs of the other two. Actually, I can't name you any songs, but if I heard them, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Like, I, there may be five or six total that I would know. So mm-hmm. for me, like, I'm more of a more of an old school 90. Like Garth Brooks, absolutely I yeah, would pay 100%. that money to go to the hill. Um, you being in the studio, the new studio, the new house, mm-hmm. can I hear it from my back deck? How far are you? Um, honestly, you pr- if the wind's blowing the right way, you yeah. probably could. Because uh, honestly, you're just over. It's just over the highway, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so if you where where is it? It's, it's at uh, what is it? The um, music music art or something music music art. It's on Notre Dame it. Street in Dieppe. Um, yeah, so you're you're pretty close. I, I mean, you close, would uh, honestly, you just have to cross the highway, and then you're a couple. A couple streets over, huh. you could, if you were adventurous enough and you were willing to cross the highway, you could probably walk from your house to there in maybe twenty minutes, uh, give or take. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty close because I'm just I'm right here. Yeah, so you so, could. I mean, yeah, like I said, if you were adventurous enough to cross the highway, yeah, on a Thursday night or on a Thursday afternoon, a Friday afternoon, a Saturday afternoon in yeah. the middle of August, you're probably cutting your walk time probably walk time by ten minutes at least. But that's dangerous absolutely do not recommend no no not for uh, not for those three but yeah um so i know sadly we we actually lost uh when acdc was here uh, many years ago um there was a young lady that actually was struck and killed by oh, no. the concert site oh. trying to cross across uh, the trans canada highway by the by the mcdonald's and um that's why we say you know do not recommend it's yeah. you know, super dangerous and it's you know look if i'm gonna if i'm gonna walk i'm gonna Walk properly. Walk properly. <laughs> yeah. Park somewhere yeah. that I know that I can get to my car uh, safely after after the show. And uh, yeah, that's I can't see a scenario where I go now. Yeah. Right. Because I can see one. Yeah. If I win tickets, I could see two. <laughs> I don't know which one's going to be easier, but one is winning tickets. Mm-hmm. 
too, is even though they did a fantastic job last year, if Scotty and Tony, again we plea, need our help hosting, getting them coffees, running to get them water, uh, being Aaron boys for them, <laughs> I will gladly do that. Yeah, I, I, I could see and myself or doing that. gladly allow your wife to take my spot. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I, if, if we're doing this as a team, we're doing it together. Um, so, yeah, those are the only two ways that I can see either one of us getting uh, getting in there. And if I win the tickets, I guess I'm, it's going to be like Shania. I might make a pretty penny. You would make a significant yeah. penny, and I, I would be the first person <laughs> to, to line up and be like, yo, I, I'll, let's, let's, let's make a deal here. And uh, No, I, it's, I just keep, can't see a scenario where, you know, if I win that needs 50-50. Yeah, there it maybe. is. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's... I think it's out of the question. Did you catch up on any WrestleMania? Uh, so I did the whole find a guy on TikTok who points his phone at his TV and does a live stream. That is, th- it's awesome, eh? Yeah, I have the network, so I didn't yeah. do it for this one. But so uh, yeah, I I only caught caught the uh, Saturday, Sunday night, Saturday night, Saturday night, probably Saturday night. Depends which match you're talking about. I'm talking about no, it must have been Sunday night. It was the because uh, I know Roman, you weren't Roman, up. Roman, Roman, Roman Cody. Did you watch it? Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, with the TikTok help up till one a.m. Yeah, well, I, I I fell asleep. Ah, yeah, and I said I set an alarm for like eleven forty-five, <laughs> knowing that that was going to be probably the, the start time <laughs> yeah. of the match. And then it was <laughs> I, it was oh, night one was so much better than night two. Um, I was actually pretty sad that some of the matches on night one. And the hockey game ran into it, which we're going to get into yeah. why it ran into it. But I'm just like, night two was terrible. Mm. It started like crap. There were so many fillers. The Finn Balor edge match ended at, I think, like a quarter after 11, 20 after 11, Atlantic time. Mm-hmm. And by the time they did the the intro for like the, the recap of the Cody Roman thing, it was like 10 to 12. It was like yeah. 30 minutes of commercials and fillers. Yeah. And I'm like... A, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. B, I know one hour why there's like when I used to watch pay per views, it was three hours and that was it. There was mm-hmm. no commercials. There was the odd commercial for the next pay per view or whatever. But, um, you know, I was talking to Eric from uh, the local uh, former wrestler, and yep. he likes a good three hour pay per view. And I'm like, absolutely, I get it. I would rather have that. The problem is WrestleMania. They're given too many WrestleMania moments. Yes. Which, when it was in New York, Kofi Kingston won. The place went nuts. Mm-hmm. And then it was just driven down because, well, there's still two more matches left and yeah. it's six hours long. So mm-hmm. um, I am very impressed that you stayed up to watch the. Uh, well, I, let's not. Let's let, let's clear the air here. I didn't stay up. No. Right? I but set you were. The alarm. Yeah. I was awake. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I just honestly popped open my phone and found a guy on TikTok that was, you know, had his phone pointed right at the TV and then. It was uh, clear as clear as day. You know, it is. It was, it was super, probably the easiest way to watch a pay-per-view. It's how I watch a lot of Oilers games when they're yeah. regionally blocked out. Thanks, yeah. Sportsnet. Nothing better than getting to see Carolina versus Arizona, but I can't see Edmonton and, right. and I yeah, don't know, Vancouver because it's regionally blocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's what I do is I find it on TikTok, flip my phone sideways, and somebody's got it going. Um, so follow us for more tips. Um <laughs> Big brother, how caught up are you? Uh, is, is Zach still in it? So Where Zach is still in it. Nice. Uh, I believe he's on the block this week, and um, I believe he probably ends up going home this week. 
Uh, so no. Santina. Did you also pick Santina, or is that nope. the one I picked? That was the one you picked. I picked. So she's had a household this week, and uh, she nominated uh, Dan and Zach, and I believe Dan won the uh, POV, so he will likely take himself off. Uh, and unless something different changes or a twist in the game, you're probably going to see your boy Zach out the door this week. So I do like twists in games I don't yeah. watch. So let's uh, let's hope we get to that. As always, don't forget you can follow us on the social medias: Twitter, Monkey Wildcats, Instagram, Wildcats Podcast, TikTok, Wildcats Podcast, and of course you can like and subscribe on the YouTube. Let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So there's not much real news going on. Um, I guess both Moncton and Bay Como have applied for discipline from the league. I know what Moncton's was for, and it was a legit case. I still, I, I don't know what Bay Como's would be for. Uh, both were rejected, so both got a five hundred dollar. Uh, Fine. Um, one, Quebec. One amount is a little easier for one of the organizations yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, what really? Did Bacomo do that? Like, yeah. Was that today? Or yeah. Really? The yeah. Friend of the show and pregame co host, thanks to Alpha's uh, Appliance Solutions, Kevin Barrett, um, he shared it on his Twitter. Oh, is that right? I wonder if it was the uh, Hamel hit in OT or whatever it was, that big, like. Uh, Could have been. Kaboom. Yeah. Uh, the request for discipline rejected $500. Nice. So yeah, it's the only thing I can think of. It's the only thing I, I maybe something behind the net where that whole uh, ruckus, the high, um, the high, the high sticks, yeah, the, that, uh, the cross checks, the everything, yeah. and it's you're gonna see so much more of this um, into next year. But uh, we digress. Um, we made a mistake. We should have had Kristaps on the show, big Sea Dogs guy. Yeah, and there's some right, big Sea yeah. Dogs news yeah. as uh, Trevor Georgie is moving on up. Mm-hmm. He is now the CEO of, and I literally had it, and now I don't know. Something where. Sports Entertainment. The uh, <laughs> the WWE Sports that's Entertainment. That, uh, that's right. Um, Something, uh, the, whoever runs the Sea Dogs now, or so, isn't isn't that what it is? The business yeah. uh, the business that runs the Sea Dogs, JM something. He is now the vice pre- president and CEO of JSM Sports Entertainment. That's right. Um, which is basically a... Or company that's going private to, investment holding yeah. company focused on owning, operating, and investing in the sports and entertainment sector. Um, they have a new Twitter um, hashtag, not a sponsor. But um, so, is that the company that's going to run TD Station now, or is that uh, again? We should have had Dobson on here. We'll, yeah. Maybe next week we'll get. Uh, actually, you know what? Maybe next week we'll just reach out to Trevor. Well, that's it. Yeah. See if Bring we can him on the show. Absolutely. And, um, uh, yeah. There's a word that uh, they're. I mean, this would be an excellent hire, but their uh, current assistant uh, general manager, Anthony Stella, yeah, will take over. As I thought the, I saw uh, a tweet about that, and yeah. I forgot to save it. Will take over the uh, new role of, uh, I guess, general manager of the Sea Dogs, and that's an excellent hire. Knows the team, knows the league. Uh, should uh, should do a pretty good job of uh, turning around uh, Dobson's boys. <laughs> Dobson's boys. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a Trevor. Obviously, knows how to run a franchise and has done good things in St. John's since he's got there. Since I've been here, I, I, you know, I don't know how long he's actually been there. If it's been longer than five years, it's been around for a while. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, he's probably going on five, six, seven, seven, maybe seven years, uh, that he's been around. Uh, he's, he's on a, I mean, obviously a really good job with the sea dogs. We don't want to, you know, 
boosts his ego and he uh very much you know we gotta, gotta kind of keep it focused on, on on the wildcats here but no he's he's i feel like he let, left him in a good spot though yeah Traffic he's wise. uh they're gonna make some uh probably some moves to get some more picks and you know they'll be they'll be back in it probably in you know two three years here uh at least probably three i shouldn't say that three or four for sure but uh, no he's uh they're they're in a good spot going to the draft uh, you know they don't have that first round pick of theirs because of the, his probably worst trade he made as a as a general manager but yeah. other than that they're they're pretty good and they've got uh you know nicholas billado in the back end who's you know, who seems to be doing quite well almost put up as good of a season as as moran and uh they've got cole burbridge who's gonna be uh you know has a pretty good year as well and so they're uh they've got two solid building blocks up uh they've got a building block in Billado, they got a building block in uh Brito, in, the goaltender. Brito, they've got Burbridge, so they're you know, they'll be they'll be back there within you know, four like I said, three or four years. And this is how we tie it all in to Moncton is they have our second round pick this year. Mm-hmm. They have Baycomo's second round pick, um a first uh, Gatineau's first next year in twenty twenty four, and then a first in 2025, so they'll probably move some guys to get some more picks, but they have some building blocks to build it. So if it is Anthony Stella, um, he's uh, he's got a good foundation to kind of start uh, start building it with. Uh, unrelated to the queue, the Am- Amherst Ramblers made some behind-the-bench changes. That's all I'll say. Um, no QMJHL Team of the Week. Notable names. Yep. Uh, no QMJHL team of the week or player of the week. Uh, you probably don't have a team of the week, eh? I do not. You retired that for the uh, yeah. season. Perfect. All right. Let's get into some playoff matches. That'll be the notes from around the league. Um, playoffs have had some absolute great games. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to ours, our series in a bit. But, um, I mean, just your thoughts on some other series. Sherbrooke, Blaineville 2-0 uh, for Sherbrooke. Gatineau 2-0. Halifax 2-0. Victoriaville, Drummondville, Wren, and Shawinigan 1-1. Uh, both those games went to double overtime, and then the other team won after losing in double overtime. Quebec's kind of leading theirs. Um, Halifax up 2-0, and probably the surprise of the playoffs, Ramuski up 2-0 and Shkudemi. Uh Yeah, I mean, obviously the uh, the Sherbrooke, the Gatineau, the Halifax, uh, not much of a surprise there. Actually, uh, I was kind of – like Halifax being up 2-0 doesn't surprise me, but – the, the way that Cape Breton's played, like that first game they come out and I think they outshot them 14 to four mm-hmm. and then they were up three, nothing. Like we talked about how Cape Breton was going to have to play seven perfect games or yeah. at least four perfect games to beat them in a seven game series. And mm-hmm. so far they've played two. They couldn't get the results in game one. They got the results early on in game two with Ivan Ivan. So good. His parents named him twice. They just couldn't hold on. And I think had they, I think they've put a little bit of a scare in in Halifax. Yeah, they. I mean, I think they gave Halifax a bit of a wake up call there, and uh, in in game two, and you know, it came out uh, similar to what we're going to talk about here in a bit. You know, uh, coming back from from a three zero deficit to to win game two, and I guess the only difference is, uh, you know, in that uh, in that game two. Uh, here in Moncton, my cousin didn't score the uh, <laughs> overtime winner. Yeah, uh, that's the only di- <laughs> only difference. Uh, you know, Halifax. I kind of had a feeling they'd win both both games. I know I said last week on the show that Moncton would win both games. I was a goal short mm-hmm. away from that. Um, <laughs> I was also a goal short of of you know Drum- Drummondville lost game one in OT and then won game two. So you know they that was the team I picked as an upset. Right, and so yeah. you know, 
they're a goal. They were a goal away from having a two nothing series lead, and yeah, Ramuski seems to have found a, another gear, and uh, they're getting some contributions from uh, you know all 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 over the ice. So there's been some really good games. There's been some uh, overtimes. There's been some comebacks. There's been some wild. There's been some blowouts. There's been a little bit of everything in that uh, that first weekend. Yeah, the uh, if if you have the CHL package, you're you're enjoying some good hockey all across uh, all across the country. But um, specifically here, I mean, Blainville they they at least scored three goals. I didn't think they would. Uh, Saint John hung around in game one for a little bit. Um, that Rurendaranda Shawinigan series, you know, I said if you know Cologne might steal a couple games, but he hasn't even played. Like Delafontaine played double mm-hmm. overtime. Uh, Gio Damadia. Got his first win in a playoff game. Um, those series might go seven, and and that's the best part about Ren and Ren and Sherwinigan's a little bit far, but Victoria and Drummondville so close mm-hmm. that that would be a, so much fun to be at. Yeah, like, like those like those Quebec atmospheres from compared to what we've seen that we can get into in a little bit. But those Quebec atmospheres, Sherbrooke with the whiteout. I think Baycomo's going to try and go with the. Uh, the sea of red it's um watching those two and i don't understand the lick of french as everyone knows but i was tuned into the victoriaville drummondville game uh one and once that one finished it was perfect timing i flipped over yeah. to renderanda and schwinnigan and got that one in uh in double overtime I, th- I hope these continue throughout the playoffs and there's a couple series that obviously are going the way they're going where mm-hmm. teams are just too good but once you get into that second round and these teams are going to face each other. And even in like that third round, if all the top four get, get there, we are in for some dandy hockey. Ups, yeah. Uh, that's, that's probably the best thing I'm looking at. The most thing I'm looking forward to the most is just getting into the, at least the third round where, mm-hmm. you know, barring any upsets, we're in for two barn burners of, uh, of a series some probably some long series too. And uh, these teams are going to hurt. <laughs> they're going to go into the finals, hurt them. You know, they're going to be hurting come, yeah. come the finals and, they're gonna be hurting in the Memorial Cup, and you know the pressure's on the queue here. We've got a bit of a streak. Mem, mem, mem Cup streak, and I don't know it might be. Uh, I don't know if it's up. I don't know if it's up for grabs this year or not. It's uh, with the amount of contenders there is, and the amount of hatred between some of these teams, there could be some uh, some players beat up by the yeah. time we get to uh, you know mid mid May and end of May. Yeah, and it's I, I like the when we get into the third round. Obviously, the queue goes to total league so the top four teams mm-hmm. go off that seating i really wish they wouldn't because i would love to see quebec halifax as the eastern conference final sherbrooke gatineau as the western conference final they've had mm-hmm. great battles all year long and i mean right now it would be that's exactly what it would be yeah <laughs> yeah no it would be halifax would be number two seed so it would be quebec and gatineau and halifax and sherbrooke mm-hmm. if if all four teams get there without any upsets, which I don't foresee into round two, I guess, depending who gets through it. But I would like, I just hope we don't get robbed of Gatineau Halifax based off their little two game rivalry. Mm-hmm. I think that is the final that kind of everybody wants other than us. To I'd, see rather Halifax. Not, I'd rather not, I'd rather Halifax not have in the yeah. final, but, uh, but no, that's I, the way that they're going to play is in the final. And, and based off their two game series, Everybody kind of wants to see that because there's that little bit of bad blood, and you don't always get that when mm-hmm. you play each other twice from so far away. I know, I know exactly what you mean, and it, it, it's. I think that's why it's it's such a 
competitive league and you know you i think we even had some if i just searched moncton wildcats on twitter you, you saw some ohl fans and some whl fans you know tuning into our games and in the queue games to to see what our what our league is like this year so no mm-hmm. there's there's definitely some good exposure there's some good teams and there's like i said there's going to be players that are going to be hurting because these teams are going to beat up each other and uh there's no, that's what I love the the whole uh, injuries don't get released or re- revealed until the teams are eliminated. No, I wouldn't be surprised if there's already a couple players out there that are that are hurting. Yeah, have you caught any other CHL action like OHL, WHL? Like well, Windsor, Windsor looks uh, like they're in trouble. Uh, Connor Bedard walked in and stole the show. Stole the show, punched Saskatoon in the mouth, which. 60 was there 68 teams so 67 66 teams are having problems getting fans in the building mm-hmm. saskatoon and regina are going to do all right and hopefully that yeah. thing goes yeah. hopefully that thing goes seven but i mean they've been i've been trying to catch playoff games here and there it's tough when mm-hmm. you know you don't really know the players to follow it but I, like have you caught any any other games obviously barry yeah uh, i've watched uh they have two oh they're two one two one yeah, so they won the they won the two games in Barrie, and then they lost the first game in in Hamilton. Uh, so they yeah they're they're doing well. Uh, they're um, that's the only really outside of the Q game that I've watched. The yeah. WHL is just too late for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that. 11, 11 <laughs> o'clock starts. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> you got to uh, you got to pregame nap that if you're if you're really invested. And you got to pregame nap that. It's pretty sad when. <laughs> You know, game three in Bay Como is an 8 p.m. start, and I need to have a nap for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, Saturday night or Saturday, I worked till noon, and then I got home, did a few things around the house, and I'm like, all right, well, I got the Wildcats, then I got WrestleMania. I might need to pregame nap this. And 3.30 to 5.30, I pregame napped it, got up, got to the rink, and I felt uh, ridiculously refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the teams that are down 0-2, um, Charlottetown, St. John, Blainville, Cape Breton, any of them win? Or you think it's all? I think it's done. Like they're, they're, Cape Breton's chance was was game two. Yeah. If they had any chance of, of making it a series, they had to win that game. And they I feel like that it, with uh, uh, Charlottetown, too. They let it slip away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Charlottetown. Just because they... Quebec's too strong. Yeah, but I think if you get like Robillard has played really well for about fifty minutes in each game, and I think in Charlottetown if they get that fan support, I think they might be the one to get at least one mm-hmm. um, of those teams we mentioned. But Blainville, St. John, nope. And I, yeah, I agree. I I kind of wanted the I think we all wanted the Cape Breton surprise, and uh, that's not happening. No, that's just too. That was their chance. Yeah. Like I said, they they blew it. They blew it. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Welcome to the Weekly Rewind, presented by Local Sports Pub. Looking for a great place to have some wings, beers, and watch sports with your friends? Head to 1715 Main Street with a salty sea dog. Used to be all-day happy hour on Mondays where Molson products are five fifty dollars a pint. And it's Game 3 viewing party tonight. Uh, it's wing night. You like wings? Check. You like beer? Check. You like Wildcats hockey? Check. Guess what? You can get all three tonight. Uh, you can get a pound of wings and fries, fifteen ninety nine, and game three on all the screens. Um, 
we got a series. Do we, ever. we we have a we series. It is a game apiece as it shifts back to Baycomo for games three, four, and five. Um, game Friday, uh, game one, a 4-3 overtime victory for the Wildcats coming back from a 3-1, uh, down 3-1. Um, special teams was a big part of that. The lotion goal, um, obviously it, it tied the game up, but special teams was a major key in that game one. It's been a it's a key in both it was a key in both yeah. games right it's uh no game one was um it's almost the, the games they were kind of like carbon copies of each other mm-hmm. right and uh so you have game one you had Baycomo up to a three one lead Moncton Storm is back to win four three in OT and game two Moncton out two three nothing lead worst lead in hockey yeah and you know Baycomo comes back to win four three it's uh they're these two games were literally carbon copies of each other. And uh, I think that's kind of what we expected out of the series, right? It's uh, I, I know I said last week that I thought Moncton was going to win both games. Well, okay. I was, I was off by one, by goal. one goal and God damn, they had their chances. You know, <laughs> yeah. man, I got game. Two, I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about game one, but I mean, game two, they had chances. They had numerous chances in overtime. They dominated the overtime. Oh, that's... I've I've never seen so many opportunities, you know, high scoring opportunities be stopped. And you know, it was that goal that that Loshing Ripper that went through Shiarlo's glove. It's like as soon as he got his replacement glove, that's like how he was making every save. Every save <laughs> yeah. was his glove. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was everything was a glove save. Uh, so maybe don't go glove. Well, and I think if that shot goes over his shoulder or goes through his arm, mm-hmm. I think Moncton's up 2-0. But I think the fact that it went through the glove, he went – I thought he was – I was like, why is he going straight? Like, the other goalie wasn't moving. So I was like, yeah. they're not pulling him in a playoff game for, for a brand for a rookie. And I was like, oh, because he kind of looked at his glove, and I was like, that's weird. And then he got in there, and he threw it down the hallway, and I was like, I think he just ripped that through his glove. And mm-hmm. I think – Loshing ripping that through the glove and them not being able to use a timeout there. They did later on, Mm -hmm. but I think not being able to use a timeout there and settle everything down, take your time, get in your glove, get everything kind of reset. I think that made a big, a big change for, for Bay Como Mm -hmm. in game two. And and we talked about this on, on the pregame or on last week with uh, John Louie these teams are as even as you can get mm-hmm. like four and four over the past five years, they split the season series. Um, what did, uh, what was Kevin's tweet? Like they're everything hits are exactly the same. Like yep. this is as even as you can get in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. And both these teams are showing it right now. And I think when I look back to game one, the hit changed a lot, but I think the Wildcats just, to start out, we're just a little bit nervous. They weren't quite sure what playoff hockey was mm-hmm. because they're like, we think they're in year three of the rebuild. They're kind of in year two of the actual rebuild with a full year. They're all getting their playoff experience together. And I think yeah. they were just kind of nervous and, and big Como felt that got out to the lead on, on a road game that you want. Once Moncton kind of found their groove, they played well from the last half of the first game to the first half of the second game until the Carlo shot through the glove. Mm-hmm. And they and, and and even in the game two, um, that was the nine two Wildcats we saw. Mm-hmm. 
game one early on was like the Wednesday Wildcats that we saw that had trouble with Cape Breton and the team that we saw most of the year that was kind of up and down and mm-hmm. the get real team early on in game one, we saw the be real team and they, they unfortunately kind of went into a little protective mode for about seven minutes and allowed big home to get back in it. That's, that's what you have to avoid. You can't, you can't go into protect uh, in protect mode in the, yeah. mode in the playoffs. It's, it's going to come back and, and bite in the ass. And that's, that's what it did. You know, it's as soon as I saw that three, nothing lead, I was like, okay, so, three nothing lead. According to Dracast, they only need one more goal, and this one's in the bag. And it—it's so true. It's so—it's true. It, it, what he said last week, it was, if Charlo allows four goals or more, their record is seven and twenty-one or something like that. Yeah. But if he allows less than four goals, it's like complete opposite. eighteen and two. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you're literally like. Okay, so four goals is clearly yeah. what we need to work out. Yeah, and work out here, which is really um, tough to do in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and oh man, I, I just can't. I can't believe how many chances they had in game two. Like it's um, Alexi Daniel must have had four or five glorious yeah. scoring opportunities and couldn't bury it. OJ had. OJ. Uh, he had one that was called back. Then he had, I think, a shot dead center in the in the slot. Yeah. Um, Baldwin had one in in overtime and late in the third where he was right in front of the net. He deked and Charlo used all of his six foot frame and the half an inch of a skate blade Mm -hmm. to seal that post. Um, It just, yeah, it's, it was so, uh, that was the first double overtime game I'd ever seen. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. I'd only ever seen, um, I've never seen overtime. Like I've never seen an NHL playoff hockey, mm-hmm. and all the times I went to the dub, it usually was one overtime. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a double live, a double overtime live. So that like I am so glad I have section one hundred eight with no one behind me, because I didn't use my seat for the final ten minutes of the third period into the first overtime in game mm-hmm. one. I didn't sit down um, in game three. Um, first period, I'm like I'm having fun. Third period, I'm like, I don't like this anymore. I want to go home. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh, my goodness. Um, I, I wanted to be in bed at 930 on Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night, and yeah. that didn't happen. Uh, no, it was uh, – that was a late uh, – you know, I shouldn't say late night. You know, it's 11 o'clock. But, um, yeah. It's – I just – you know, there's – there should be a 2 nothing Wildcats lead right now. There's not. Uh, and now we have to go play three games there. Which is going to be tough, you know, yeah. smaller, smaller ice surface. Um, so it's uh, it's if you thought the games were were physical in Moncton, wait until you see these next three because you know smaller ice surface, more uh, yeah. much more room to, to throw the body and, and and make hits and and make plays. So we'll see. Uh, you know, the reaction time is going to be a little um, off a little bit. So the t- I think the team that adapts. Um, and obviously, Baycomo has been doing it all season. So, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a split second, <laughs> that could be the difference. Because if you get uh, in Moncton, you get uh, you you get set up for one timer. Well, you've uh, you've got to time it because it's uh, you know NHL size size rink in yep. Baycomo, shorter ice. You've got to you've got to get it ready, and you've got to be uh, ready for uh, that split second difference to get the shot off. And we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. The next uh, next three games will be tough. Yeah, I mean they have what did what was Kevin's tweet in the nine games they played in Baycomo? 
Um, seven, one, and one uh, in their last nine visits to um, to Bay Como, dating back to two thousand and eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, so they he included the um, playoff series, the seven game playoff series. Uh, let me just grab the uh, numbers um, here. I mean, step one, maybe don't let guys stand wide open in the slot. Yeah, that might be step one. I know Gabe had. I knew what his intention was in game one and, and good on Lacroix for bringing up like allowing him to keep playing and, and um, not just sit him on the bench for the mistake, but he went to the half wall and they all missed it. And I can't remember who was wide open in, in the slot that that's game one. Who was it? Uh, Lassard wide open. Yep. Um, game two off the half wall, the guy that should have been suspended um, standing in front of the net, Justin Poirier. And I don't know if it just, Hamill wasn't sure if he was there and didn't want to lay down to commit. I'm not blaming Hamill, but or Hamel, but um, I mean, there's not many goalies in the league. They're going to stop a snipe from from guys in the slot. So mm-hmm. you stop those two, and and Moncton's got a two-zero lead. And it's yep. just it's it's those little mistakes on the OT winner. Um, Marcel just rings it around the boards and just kind of misses uh, Mrs. Splendowski goes all the way to the half wall and, and they miss the guy that's standing in front of the net off, off the tip. And it's, it's just little mistakes and it, it's a learning process for him. And, and for the most part, they've played really well and they've done uh, an excellent job. I think on the power play, they're three for three for six, the 50% on the power play, which is keeping us in games. I mean, Baycomo's got seven, five on five goals. We've mm-hmm. got four five on five goals. So it's uh, if we can keep the power play going, we get the power plays because Going to Quebec, power plays may be a little bit tougher to come by for us. Um, I mean, power plays were tougher to come by with with Lee Blank and uh, and Mills in Game One, um, which cost us a defenseman. But do you have that up there? Yeah. So it's uh, their last nine visits to Bay Como dating back to January twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, the Wildcats are seven one and one, outscoring the Jakar forty one to twenty eight. And uh, this includes the three and one record during the 2019 playoffs. Uh, their only losses were the two one overtime loss in game one of that series, and then a ten six loss um, <laughs> in the regular season 2018. <laughs> I would hope a ten six loss is regular season and not uh, yeah. not playoffs. But um, the series has got the nastiness to it for, like I said, for teams that don't play each other a whole lot. Like a Quebec and Halifax, or Gatineau and Halifax, kind of had that. Moncton and Baycomo have found that uh, found that niche, and um, not a fan of Poirier. You always find that one player in the playoffs. Not a fan of that kid. <laughs> the fact that he was playing in game two, get used to seeing that next year, folks, because that was that was a joke. That was a full on push off. Put Etienne Moran right into the boards. Uh, he wasn't turning into it. He was completely from behind. He pushed him away. That should have been at least a game, um, not even a single call. Then, and I think that's the most frustrating part: the overtime lack of power plays. That's fine. It was both teams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of old school hockey. I was fine with that, but you can't miss those egregious hit from behinds, which kind of turned around. I mean, if if Poirier's not in game two, he doesn't score, mm-hmm. and maybe we're up to nothing. And you know, you saw it after the hit. Alexi Daniel goes after Poirier. Good on the captain for going after him, but he knows he can't drop the gloves. A, because Poirier is probably not going to fight him, but B, 
if he does, that's five and ten minutes in the box and we lose our captain, which mm-hmm. Poirier and Daniel, I think I'd take that trade off in a fight. But this just that's not you're not gonna the guys are already not wanting to fight. And it's it's hits like that that need to be held accountable. Hit from behind needs to be gone. But that's in the past. Now we're looking to game three mm-hmm. tonight. Um I think it's really important for Moncton to have a lead. And I know they had a lead in game two and that evaporated, but I, you know, I have think a, they have a lead and show us that they can protect it. Yeah. Without but not having, too early. Like, no, don't go into protection mode. Yeah. At 30 minute mark like, of the game. Hold the lead. Yeah. Right. Don't, um, don't sit back and, and, you know, don't sit back and, and expect it to, 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 to close it out that way. Your decor is too young for, for that to happen. Yeah. It's uh, that's not going to happen. Just keep pushing, you know, keep pushing, get, get a fourth goal, get a fifth goal, get a sixth goal, make it more difficult for, for them yeah. to, for Bay Como to, to get back in the game. That's, that's just keep pushing, right? It, it's, there's just cause you have, uh, you know, three goals doesn't mean you, you have to stop there, go out and get, uh, go out and get some more. Yep. And they, God, they were so close to finding that next one. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's game three. You ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah, sure. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay. So the, uh, stick tap of the week is, uh, going out to, uh, one half of the Halifax Herdcast. Uh, Mr. John Strobridge stepping up for buying my Cavendish tickets. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is uh, you know I I've probably for the past uh, two months, anytime Cavendish Speech Music Festival would post <laughs> on Facebook, I would comment you know selling two weekend general admission passes for so much money. Message me if you're interested. And uh, it just so happened on Thursday, Mr. Strobridge must have saw that comment and took advantage and uh, immediately messaged me and said, "I do you actually have tickets for sale? I'm interested." And within 20 minutes, we had a deal done. The money was in my bank account, and the tickets were emailed to him. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I got, uh, of course. And um, you flipped those right into Morgan Wallen tickets. I did not. Oh, okay. No, I, I flipped those. Right I thought under, that was going to be the big reveal. <laughs> I flipped those right onto my wife's visa so she can go to Ontario and, and spend money. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, honestly, that was uh, that was nice. It was good to go into the weekend with a couple uh, extra hundred bucks in, yeah. in, in the back pocket, even though it just immediately went onto a credit card. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I was happy to finally get rid of those. I will probably still go to Cavendish. I might only go to one of the days. Yeah. But uh, just to get rid of that uh, off my back is a nice uh, a nice feeling because I was starting to get stressed out. Because <laughs> literally nobody was messaging me, and I had them on Kijiji. I had them on Facebook Marketplace. I had them everywhere. And, uh, and you're like, I don't want to drop them anymore. I yeah. don't want to drop them anymore. I wasn't getting any hits. Yeah. And then Mr. Strobridge uh, stepped up, stepped up, and it was a uh, easy, uh, easy business transaction. Let's put it that way. And it was all e-transfer, you said. Oh yes. So yeah. you didn't meet him in Halifax in a shady backyard, and you're nope. just like, I got nope. your, uh, I got your kit too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the stuff. Here's the stuff, and then he gave you an envelope full of cash. No, I would, uh, I would probably, if that happened, I'd probably like put like a bunch of white flour <laughs> in the envelope, so when he opened it, it would all fall out of the place. <laughs> Uh, but no, that was uh, stick tap. Sorry, that was, no, it was uh, easy, uh, easy, easy, loving, squeezy, easy, uh, easy money. It was cooking uh, done, like I said, within half an hour. And who's Cavendish again? Um, it's it's uh, Kane Brown, Chris Stapleton, and um, 
See, that's what I mean. I can't even <laughs> name the third headliner. Oh, yeah. There's, all right. I, I thought there was two. That's why I was asking. I knew. Yeah, there's uh, Jake Owen. Jake Owen's the third right. one. Um, yeah. Uh, Megan really likes Kane Brown. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love Kane Brown? He's a good-looking man. Um, but I'd probably I'd probably go see him just so she could see him. And Chris Stapleton would be a hell of an act to see, too. Yeah. But, um, hey, you could probably go down to Bangor. I think they're both playing in yeah. Bangor, too, on a yep. – on a, on a tour or a festival together, so it's probably cheaper to go to Bangor than it is to go probably to Probably is, yeah. And uh, it reminds me, I still haven't canceled my uh, my hotel booking for Charlottetown, so I'll have to do that too. Oh, I thought maybe that I thought that was part of the package. No, 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 no. I just. Uh, Does Mr. Strawbridge know that's not part of the package? Oh, he's aware. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's tickets only. <laughs> the Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. There it is. Um, take advantage of their loyalty card. Um, right now they have a – oh, I just had it up, and now i got to go find it again. They have – it's their birthday month. Yay, in April. Um, so basically if you book an appointment in the month of April, um, you are entered into a draw for a basket, a gift basket with a value over $600. Um, there's a $300 gift certificate to Rosemary Lynn massage. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, salts, sea salts, scrunchies, claw clips, bath bombs, basically stuff I don't really know about, but if you uh, if you have an appointment for the month of April, um, you're entered into that draw. Give them a call, 506-830-1224, or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road. Um, well, this one's pretty easy. I mean, he had an article come out uh, today uh, from Mr. Lalan Set. Um, it's Etienne Moran. I mean, two games, he's got five points, um, a goal, four assists. He, uh, he got us kind of going in game one with the uh, – as the Wildcats put it, that prototypical Etienne Moran move around, find the lane, uh, snipe top corner, and uh, he's doing, you know, on the power play, he's getting it to Loshing to get the puck in the net. Um, he's just having a series that we just kind of assume he's going to have. Like, yeah. he, you know, as the MVP all year, he's just, he stepped into that role, and uh, he's just kind of leading the team. I know Baudouin kind of led the charge with three assists in uh, in game one, but um etienne's been there and um just just kind of leading everything from the uh from the back end so your wildcats wildcat of the week is number five etienne moran um well we talked about it earlier the local sports pub is uh is the place to be tonight uh we are hosting our playoff viewing party unofficial wildcast if you go to the sports rock you're fired (laughs) (laughs) uh we call it the unofficial viewing party uh, the local sports pub calls it the official Wildcast viewing party. Um, either way, the game is at 8. Um, so if you want to get there and get some food, remember they do have a ghost kitchen. So uh, if you want food, best to be there around 7, quarter after 7-ish. Because I think it might be busy. I've, I've heard uh, there's there's going to be a few people there. It mm-hmm. is wing night. Um, so as I said, you've got the pound of wings and fries for $15.99. We're doing a pregame show. We might be doing a postgame show if Jeremy's still awake. <laughs> Or if they, <laughs> if there's overtime, there's no way I'm staying awake. I'll be falling asleep at the bar. No, no. I hope Denis Duaras shows up, shows up in his big He's he's jersey. gonna be there. Did you hear it? Did you see his tweet? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, oh my god! I gotta find that. It's it's nothing bad, but it's so funny. Is it uh, in French? Are you gonna? No, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm not gonna. No. 
Dorian, where is I'd love to see that guy show up as Baycomo jersey. <gasps> he probably will. With like a canoe paddle. He's <laughs> like, row, row, row. Where is it? I don't see this tweet near. I like how when I search him, I get literally everybody else in the world named Denny Dorian. Um, oh, there he is. So on the weekend, uh, well, he's gonna be—he's gonna be there. He's gonna be with the lads. He's gonna—he says, "I'll be there with the lads. Come support the best uh, podcast in the queue." Appreciate that. Hashtag will report to Big Como. Um, March thirty-first. Uh, he was one of the fifteen fans that were at the game. Oh yes. Um, things I learned while wearing an away team's jersey in my own city. <laughs> people are so nice in Moncton. At least 20 people told me to enjoy my time in Moncton. I've also had about 30 people that now believe I played in Baycomo for three years, and I'm currently playing in Belgium. <laughs> yep. So, A, I got to believe that people believe he played in Baycomo because you called him the goaltender of the week uh, yes. about a month yeah, ago. That's true, yeah. But, yeah, I got I to believe he will be wearing his, uh, his Baycomo jersey. Um, if he is, we're going to boom. Um but yeah, no, I think that's just 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 mint for that guy. Like I just when I read that, his wife was killing herself walking around, and everybody thinks <laughs> he's from Big Como. So apparently, we are some nice people here in oh, uh, Jesus. Here maritime in hospitality. Maritime right. hospitality. Yep, yeah. that's why I uh, that's why I'm here. Um, but yeah, tonight, uh, Jeremy and I will be there. A um, little bit of a pregame show live on Instagram, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, the largest Maytag dealer east of Montreal. Um, if it doesn't go to overtime, we might do a post game show. If it does go to overtime, I'll still have the post game show, but it'll be from the uh, from the studio. Post game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, so how do you feel about game three? I'll be like, yeah, move that mic. Uh, so and as well, don't forget to vote for our wonderful sponsors from now till June first on the Moncton Community Antlers Whiskey Lounge. They are the partner of uh, the local sports pub. Eric Murray Realtor. Eric, you better be at the game. And uh, Rosemary Massage and Spa. Rosemary Lynn's Massage and Spa um, under Healthcare and Massages. Enjoy Game 3. If you're with us, local sports pub. If you have to go to the Sports Rock, just get out and support the team. This is what this is what we want. I started this thing to help coverage on this team. And if us doing a viewing party means the Wildcats are doing one for some fans that can't get to the local sports pub... That's perfect. That's all I've ever wanted is to help promote this hockey club and uh, just get out, support him for game three. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully we're coming back to big or coming back to Moncton with a series victory. But if we got to come back to play game six to eliminate them for the love of Christ, get some tickets. Yes. 2,200 people, 2,700 people game one. No, 2,200 and 3,100 game three. There was half the people got posters. Mm-hmm. So something's got to get fixed, but uh, either way, um, game three tonight, local sports pub. Join Jeremy and me. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.